Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnerless. My sister has had a great influence on the television I watched, mostly because she bullied me into watching everything she watched. I kind of minded it at the time, not so much now. I was exposed to some pretty interesting stuff. My sister really liked teenage-related things. After-school specials, anything with Scott Baio, John Travolta in it. In 1982, she started watching a TV show called Square Pegs. It would only run for one season, and it was about two teenage girls trying to fit in in a high school full of cliques. In fact, I think this was the show where I learned the word cliques. I wasn't sure whenever a show would come on that my sister chose if I was going to like it. Usually I would just start watching it, I would get engrossed with the characters, and then I would start liking it myself. But with Square Pegs, almost from square one, I was won over. This wasn't just a show about teens, it had things like video games in it and the band Devo, things that I loved. So this might have been the first show where I was pre-anticipating watching an episode with my sister. Later, we would partner up on other shows like 21 Jump Street, but this was maybe the first show where we had equal enthusiasm and were equally crushed when it wasn't renewed. I just want to talk about a specific moment in the show's very short history. In late November, after Thanksgiving of 1982, an episode about one of the characters, Bat Mitzvah, came on, and I was blown away when my favorite band at the time, Devo, makes an appearance. I had seen them on Saturday Night Live, and I had seen some other clips of their music videos in other places, but here they were on primetime television. I guess this was before people threw the word sellout around for behavior like this. To me, this was the perfect evolution of this band that I thought was going to take over the world. Now they were, of course, going to be on primetime TV. Soon they might have their own show. They were going to be as big as the Beatles. That didn't happen. But you do get a great performance on television of Devo performing That's Good. It is a footnote in Devo history, but also a footnote in television history. And it made this show just that more endearing to me. So on today's show, we're going to talk about the television series Square Pegs. We'll talk about the people in front of and behind the camera. We'll talk about the plot, its reception, the music, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show.
every episode of Square Pegs starts with a bit of dialogue between the two main characters. This is how I learned what a click was. They give you the very definition of one. So when I said this might be my first exposure, it was almost like a textbook exposure every week of them explaining to me. In fact, this might not be a bad idea for any show to explain the vocabulary of their show in dialogue before the show starts. With Square Pegs, it went a little something like this. Listen, I've got this whole high school thing psyched out. It all breaks down into clicks. Clicks? Yeah, you know, clicks. Little in-groups of different kids. All we have to do is click with the right click, and we can finally have a social life that's worthy of us. No way. Not even with cleavage. I told you, this year we're going to be popular. Yeah? Yeah. Even if it kills us. That is the two main characters, Lauren and Patty, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, who played Patty, and Amy Linker, who played Lauren Hutchinson. And the show follows their adventure at Wimowi High School. The show was created by an SNL writer, Ann Beats. Beats worked on Saturday Night Live at the very beginning, bit of a television pioneer, as she was one of the very few female writers working on the comedy scene at the time on things like National Lampoon and SNL, stuff that would become the mainstream of today's comedy. She would be nominated for five Emmys on Saturday Night Live, winning once. She would actually have some uncredited acting work on SNL, which I've gone back to sort of look online to find. Not easy to look for her online to find her acting. In 1982, she would create Square Pegs, a show that combined broad comedy with real teen moments, including amazing pop culture references for the time. After the short run of Square Pegs, she would work on A Different World as a producer for one season. Then she would work on Murphy Brown and The Elvira Show, amongst many other things. Now, I thought that this show was filmed and set in California at the time. It was filmed there. It was filmed at Excelsior High School, which was abandoned at the time, in Norwalk, California. I guess I always assumed that everything was set in California. But after watching it now, you can kind of see that it's not supposed to be in California at all, but supposed to be around New York City, around where I grew up. And there are many references to the New York metro area. I'm not sure why I always made that jump. You would figure being from the area, I would have just picked up on the fact that, hey, this is supposed to be my area, but I didn't for some reason. Very obvious now. So Wimowee High School, this somewhere around New York High School, is like many high schools in America at the time, maybe even now, very cliquish. The two main characters, Patty and Lauren, seem to believe that if they can impress the right cliques, that they could jump into popularity and happiness. Problem is, they really don't fit into what would be the regular cliques. They're kind of geekish. They do meet two other square pegs you get it they're square pegs in round holes because all the people in clicks are round holes you get it they meet marshall blackman who wants to be a comedian and new wave rocker johnny slash even though they meet these two great guys who may be romantically interested in them at the very least they're good friends they still want to be in those clicks and be popular and those clicks are run by people like jennifer denuccio She's a kind of valley girl. Jennifer's boyfriend, Vinny Bassetta, has a sort of Travolta-esque vibe. LaDonna Fredericks and Muffy Tepperman. Today's show is brought to you by your local record store. Need your newest New Wave album? Head to your local record store. If you want the latest record, here is your 
best bet. If we don't have it, chances are it ain't been recorded yet. cast of Square Pegs consisted of Sarah Jessica Parker as Patty Green. Parker, probably best known for her work on Sex in the City. She's been in many other things, including Broadway, things like Annie. Amy Linker played Lauren Hutchinson. She was also the voice of Robin on the animated Mr. T series from 1983. When both of these actors were brought in to read for the role, it was thought that they were too pretty to play these roles. So Linker would wear braces and a fat suit to appear less stylish while Patty, Sarah Jessica Parker, had to do a glasses thing to make her appear geekish and nerdy. Merritt Buttrick played Johnny Slash. Johnny is a sort of soft-spoken New Wave fan, and though he comes across as spacey, he's sort of wise. Buttrick probably best known to everyone as David Marcus, the son of Captain Kirk in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. John Femia played Marshall Blackman. Marshall wants to be a comedian. John Femia was born in Brooklyn, New York in 1966, probably best known for his work on Square Pegs. Those are the main characters, but you also had Tracy Nelson as Jennifer DiNuccio, the popular gal. She's had quite a career, lots of credits. She is from an acting family. I was just watching Seinfeld last week, and there she was in it. Jamie Gertz played Muffy Tepperman. Tepperman is sort of this endlessly bubbly, very involved character. Gertz, prolific actress, probably best known for her work in movies like The Lost Boys. Claudette Wells played LaDonna Fredericks. After Square Peg, she would do a lot of great voice work, including work on Mulan, The Princess and the Frog, and Shrek. John Caleri played Vinnie Pacetta. Rhode Island-born Caleri would appear in Square Pegs, The Twilight Zone 1985, and of course in the TV series V. Now, although these kids seemed very different, they were all always in the same classes together, so I guess the school liked to balance levels of intelligence you would get to know some of the teachers and faculty that they, they were to, that they would interact with, including Allison Loomis, who was played by Catelyn Adams. She played Patty Bernstein in The Jerk. I had to go back and look that up. I thought that was kind of cool. Rob Donovan was played by Stephen Peterman. He's a sort of ex-hippie. John Michael Spacek was played by Craig Richard Nelson. And Principal Dingleman is played by Basil Hoffman. Now, we don't get to see a lot of what happens outside the school, although there is a Christmas episode where we get to meet Patty's father, who is played by Tony Dow, who you probably best know as Wally Cleaver in Leave it to Beaver, which I've done an episode on. So if you're a Leave it to Beaver fan or want to learn a little bit more about it, I want to check that out. We'll return after these messages. How to ride a Honda scooter. First, select shirt-pant combo. We suggest this. Or this. Next, select appropriate shoes. 
We suggest two. Then choose a scooter that best expresses your individuality. There are many sizes and colors. And always wear your helmet. Honda Scooters. They're everything but ordinary. Next Monday on Premier Week, get ready for wild times at Weeba Wee High. Wee 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 wee. When these two square pegs try and fit in. No way. With the end crowd. Is that a lunchbox? Class clowns. Totally different here. Totally. And first crushes when square pegs premieres next Monday. And now, back to our show. The music of the show is excellent, including the theme song, the introduction, and closing music are written by Tom Scott and performed by The Waitresses. The Waitresses would appear in the film, in the premiere episode at the school dance, where they sing I Know What Boys Like. Their song Christmas Rapping also appears in the Christmas episode. Devo, as I said, performed in Muffy's Bat Mitzvah. There's also some great references to music just about everywhere. There's a school radio station, and there's lots of new wave acts all over the walls, even some punk acts, people like The Clash, the B-52s, Berlin. Billy Idol's song Dancing With Myself is used in the show in an episode that starred, and you might not realize this, Bill Murray on this show. It just goes to show you the tremendous amount of talent brought to bear on this show. Let's see what's going on over in this cage. Hey, you're from out of town. What's your name? I'm Orrin Hutchinson. Uh-huh, and? Patty, Patty Green. Yeah, I love those names. I'm glad you came in this morning, because I think we're going to have a really, really, really interesting class for you today. Now, it says here that the only way to learn about marriage is to be married. This week, you will be involved in a mock marriage, which means that you will be married and I will mock you. The show would debut on September 27, 1982, which was a Monday at 8 p.m., in a slot formerly held by MASH, which was moved to 9. Critics gave it pretty good reviews. People seemed to like it, but not enough people. And sadly, after just one season, the show was canceled. I was reading an article I found online about this that somebody had cut out from 1984 that speculated that it might have been behind-the-scenes stuff, inexperienced by the people running the show, that helped to bring about the show's downfall. I just don't know if I buy that. I would think that if the show was doing well, the network would have brought different people in to help fix things up. I just think that ratings plummeted after the initial hype, and it wasn't enough to sustain itself. The show would go on to syndication in the 90s, which is where I would both record it and catch up again with my old friends. Eventually, the show would be released on DVD. There is a new re-release scheduled for next month of the DVD series. I'm looking forward to seeing what that includes. You can currently pre-order the two-disc set on sites like Amazon for under 10 bucks. So if you've never seen Square Pegs, you might want to check it out next month. If you're listening to this next month, you might want to check it out now. I'm not sure what the music situation is going to be on the show. Will they be able to include all the great music that appeared on it? My initial thought is probably not. I know a lot of the rights to these things are difficult to deal with, but I will get this set and I will give it a watch for 10 bucks. Why not? And I'll report on the site what I find out. I try to think what Square Pegs would have developed into. Would we have seen their complete high school run? Would we see them go off to college if they were trying to get a fifth or a sixth season? I imagine it could have developed in the same way Facts of Life developed, with changes of scenery, new challenges, maybe even new characters as we went along. Sadly, we'll never know. All we can do is let our imaginations run wild and enjoy what we do have. 
which is 19 episodes of a solidly made, real fun, very 1980s teen sitcom. So do yourself a favor, pick up the DVD, pop it in, and enjoy this great flashback to 1982. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist.com and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. for years afterwards i couldn't spell click i spelled it like click like c-l-i-c-k q and click how does that make any sense click it should be click this has been a retrospective production goodbye